0: Welcome, welcome back to the Salty Beach. You guys, I'm a day late and a dollar short on this podcast. I know I was supposed to release it on Tuesday. There is so much stuff going on in my personal life. Um, I don't know how many people follow me in real life. I also have the blog Pineapple and Palms, which I've touched on before with my mom being sick So, uh, things have kind of deteriorated really quickly, and so this has been an extremely busy week since last Thursday, and I'm actually recording this on Wednesday, and so the podcast was supposed to have been up yesterday, and I haven't even recorded it, so here we are. I sincerely apologize, but I do know that life is going to get crazy busy and hectic, and the unknown of my mom, like I said, Uh, I definitely haven't talked about it on the podcast, not really, but in the blog I have for sure. So here we are. I want to get on and do the recording. This was something I uh, wanted to record uh, a couple of weeks ago with Valentine's Day approaching and coming up, but I really wanted to wait, I guess, until Valentine's Day had passed only because this year has been a little off for me and a little strange. Like I said, every year I feel like I get better. My progression gets better. I handle things a little better. This year, for some reason, I almost backtracked. My January was really difficult. I mentioned in my story that I finally broke free and separated in january it was new year's eve when i had my my light switch type of moment where i have to get out it was a couple of weeks after that that finally i made it out there was some a, a big struggle for a couple of weeks trying to remove him from the house remove myself from the house it was a it was a big ordeal so it took a couple of weeks but needless to say by mid january i had finally broken free from that relationship and that was in 2015. So January tends to be a really difficult time for me uh, on top of there are some other triggers for January because that was when my relationship tended to be uh, one of the cycles of bad. So this year for some reason has been a little more difficult than it was last year uh, and the year prior to I think some of it may have to do with just stress and being overwhelmed. Like I said, there's a lot of other things happening in my personal life, uh, mostly to do with my mom being sick. So I wanted to wait until Valentine's Day had passed because I want to give you guys everything. I want to be totally open and honest with everything that happens and everything that's going on and in getting out of a domestic abuse situation, what happens following that for the short-term, but also the long-term. And so here we are seven years later. And so I really wanted to give the full rundown from everything. So with Valentine's Day over and gone, of course I was reflecting that day, uh, but also leading up to that day. Per usual, you guys I reflect all the time. I'm constantly thinking. My mind is constantly going. <laughs> um, but it comes with its own set of issues for me to sort through. Uh, of course, that's a big shock to you guys. I'm sure it is after having listened to the last couple of episodes. Uh, I'm constantly feel like I'm sorting through things and I feel like that's life in general. You're always trying to grow and find ways to become a better version of yourself. But with the podcast in full swing, I really wanted to take the time to sit and talk about the different aspects of what a quote-unquote romantic day can be like inside a domestic abuse relationship, but also outside of a domestic abuse relationship, Uh, hence the waiting until after Valentine's Day to really want to do this episode. So, I've had the full gamut, honestly. Nine years inside a domestic abuse relationship, and a few years spent alone, and now in a healthy relationship. All of them are different emotions, but some of them overlap, and sometimes I don't even know why those overlap. Sometimes I don't know why emotions spill over and things come back to me even in this version of myself that I am now in a healthy relationship sometimes some of that stuff creeps back in so i i i really wanted to go over all of the emotions that you can feel and this can really go with any holiday it just so happens that valentine's day is here and some of the, you know, you're in this like lovey romantic stage and mood in in your life and that, it's just that time and it's hard to, especially in a day and age where there's social media and it's almost like there's so much pressure to celebrate and to be over the top and if your partner isn't living up to the expectations of what you see on social media, it's like, oh, well, then I'm lesser than which, which is not true. It's not true. I, I've talked about, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I've talked about social media on my blog some, but it sometimes can be, it's a blessing and a curse all in the same. Uh, it's, it can be difficult to navigate. It can be difficult to watch because then you start comparing and comparison is terrible for a relationship. But, uh, it's neither here nor there. The, um, I will say that while I was with my ex-husband, the day of love, you know, if you want to say, and leading up to that day, it spiked my depression. It was like you started to reflect on the relationship itself and the person that you're with. And it became harder for me to justify some of the things that were happening inside of that relationship. Because if your partner loved you, uh, would you be living a life where you're scared and on eggshells? No. No, you wouldn't. And it, it was hard because those times you tend to be more honest with yourself. You're surrounded by all of this love. You can't go to the store without seeing it. You can't watch TV or commercials without it being you know a, a commercial about a ring or candy or jewel, you know just so many things you're just surrounded by it and you can't help but reflect on what's happening in your own life and you start to take stock of what's happening and who that person is and what's happening to you on a daily basis especially the further along you get in the relationship because sometimes in the very beginning if it's only happened a few times you've only cycled a few times it you can make excuses you can find reasons why it happened in your mind you can you can push it away you can push it down and say that it's not going to happen anymore The longer you've been in the relationship, the harder it is to do that. So I will say toward about that halfway mark, maybe even before that, but definitely in that halfway mark on, it became a situation where you're just looking and seeing how this cycle is never going to stop. It's always going to be the same. So many, most of the years, honestly, that we were together uh, when I was with my ex, the honeymoon phase, if you guys know what I'm talking about, it, that honeymoon phase fell in line with Valentine's Day almost always. You know how you have that perpetual cycle of the tension is growing, you know, the you're starting to feel the effects that person is getting tense that person's getting a little more short they are getting aggravated more often and then that cycles into the abuse where the abuse is happening you're in the middle of it and then you come out the outs on the other side of that um, and that's the honeymoon phase so sometimes those phases moved really quickly for us and sometimes they were drawn out i, I I didn't know what was going to happen or how long they were going to last. I will say again, the longer we were together, the longer the abuse period became, the shorter the honeymoon period became. So there was a lot of tension and then the abuse period was a really long time and then the honeymoon phase would get shorter and shorter and shorter. And the honeymoon phase really, especially in the beginning, they almost rely on that to draw you back in because they need to. Otherwise, if they end it on the abuse phase and cycle back into the tension phase, you're not going to stay. They have no chance of getting you to stay in that. So they have to cycle back out to the honeymoon phase. But the longer that you've stayed with them, the more comfortable they become getting through that phase quickly they don't want to stay there that's not their purpose their purpose is to keep you drawn in so if they feel comfortable that you're going to stay either way especially the longer you've been there they know I don't have to stay in this phase long just long enough to wrap them back in so that they'll stay to tolerate the rest of it so again you are in this well I was in this honeymoon phase almost always On Valentine's Day. Uh, December and January were bad months for my ex-husband in particular. Those months were really hard. He dealt with traumatizing things from his past and his childhood and therefore it meant he took his anger and aggression out on me because he didn't know how to process his own childhood trauma. And you could pretty much time it to the week after my birthday, which fell in late November, until mid to late January. Those were really, really difficult times in my home. So naturally, the white night starts showing up around Valentine's Day with all of the I'm sorrys and just honest, just the spoiling with gifts and favors and it's in those moments where they put you on this pedestal almost as their queen it feels nice at first if we're being honest about it until you begin to understand that the pattern of what's happening and you know that inevitably being put on that pedestal means a very long fall down when he cycles back down to the tension According to the National Resource Center on Domestic Violence, Valentine's Day tends to be a day with a decrease in reports of domestic abuse. And like I said, my experience just so happened to fall in line with uh, with that, with what, with what that research says. Uh, he usually gifted me things that were over my limit of what was normally spent on me. I didn't spend anything on me, really. And there was very few things that were bought for me. Um, so for me things at that time I considered extravagances like shoes I needed those were more like necessities honestly but I didn't get those things on a normal basis so they turned into an extravagance something that I was very grateful for and thankful for so these necessities that he was buying as gifts uh, made me incredibly almost indebted and like there was so much gratitude uh, that I had seen a pair of shoes that I had liked six months before. My shoes had holes in them, uh whatnot. So it was like, oh, hey, here's this, you know, $70 pair of shoes that you like that I will give you that's name brand rather than you having to walk around in these shoes with holes in them. So you become grateful and they seem like this big extravagant gift that this person is giving you. So it was never flowers. But showered me with other things and lots of affection or compliments. But like I said, the difficulty I had was more an internal struggle. The evaluation of the normalcy of this relationship I was in. And if I could tolerate it. And how would I get out if I decided I couldn't do this anymore. They were in the back of my mind always. But really in the forefront during the abuse but also times like Valentine's Day, when you're questioning the love you're feeling for this person or the love that they feel for you, or you're questioning, do you even deserve love? You've been told you don't, and now this same person who's showering you with love, for lack of a better word, i don't, it's not really love, I don't think, but they're showering you with all of this attention and admiration it's hard to rectify those polar opposite treatments from the same person. You get told one thing and then they turn around and they're this adoring fan of yours. Uh, only to turn around a month later and tell you you're a terrible human being and you're trash and you're unworthy and you don't deserve to have love. You would have nothing without them. So it's hard to to put those things together in your mind and have it make any type of sense but also with that came this obligation to show affection in return to this person this person that sometimes quite frankly made you sick to your stomach to be around there were terrible things that had happened to you by this person And they're giving you all of this attention and affection and you are obligated to show that in return. So you either put a smile on your face and fake love and admiration and respect back to this person who abuses you or you risk having their anger and their wrath for not giving that back to them. It's almost like you're not showing them as much love as they're showing you. Again, I say love with quotations. I don't, I don't really think that's what it is, but uh, that's just what we're going to call it for now because it makes it easier to describe. But I I think that's what it is. So you're left with this feeling of guilt on top of their anger. There's a lot to process in that. And you get this deep, deep feeling of depression. Like you're required to love them against your will or else. Uh, it's such a hard feeling to put into words i don 't know that i 'm describing it correctly, uh, but that 's what it feels like you You have this requirement to love them, even though they on a continual basis make you feel like you're hard to love on a continual basis they're putting your hands on you, they are sexually abusing you or emotionally mentally physically there's so many things that are happening. But you have to love this person and you have to love them more than they love you. And you have to show that to them or you risk all of their anger being directed towards you. So I don't know that I have advice for getting through that. It's hard and it's difficult and it's an experience you keep reliving until you get out. Or at least in my case, that's what happened. I don't know that there's any way to fix that. I'm no therapist, um, obviously. But I know that for me, it would have been a continued pattern of thinking until I was done with the relationship. I just don't think there would have been any way for me to make that any better inside of that relationship. So I don't really have advice getting through that. I just know what it's like to experience it. And then as the transition happens and you become single after a domestic abuse relationship, it shifts to watching this holiday geared toward couples And whether you're single or you're in a new relationship with someone incredibly loving and generous, and it's this healthy relationship, you just can't make up for that abuse with chocolates and flowers. And no matter how much this other person tries to give you or what, and I'm a big believer in you can gift yourself flowers, you can gift yourself chocolate. You don't have to wait on somebody to do that for you, but you really can't make up for the abuse and somebody else can't make up for that abuse with the all these gifts in the world and not when you have had a previous partner who abused you instead of loved you it's you can't and I've talked with a lot of women over the years and got the same feeling from them as what I had it's almost this sadness when that particular holiday comes around all these feelings of not being enough come back because, like I said before, you're almost required to fawn over them and make them feel uh, important. But inevitably, it was never good enough. So the whole day was just this sour note in your life, and the feeling of no worth to anyone. Uh, again, even when you've moved on to a new relationship, you can't. You can fight the feeling of being worthless but it's just such a difficult mountain to climb when you spend that much time and I say that I I, it was nine years for me some people it's not that long and I hope I hope for people that the second that they feel this is happening to them that they get out they do not stay for nine years but when that stuff is ingrained in your mind Uh, Even when you move on to a new relationship, you have to try to fight that feeling of being worthless because that's all you were being told and that's all you were being shown. In particular, if you are like me and were diagnosed with PTSD, then you have these moments where you can be triggered and it puts you right back in that situation where you felt like you were unlovable and you didn't deserve love. And I think for me, one of the biggest struggles on such a grandiose holiday is watching it all unfold on social media and watching other women get gifts and trips and these uh, loving Facebook posts. <laughs> am I aging myself? <laughs> I don't know. We'll say social media posts because I feel like if I say Facebook post, you guys are going to know how old I am for sure. Uh, But watching others get what seems like this healthy version of love and in those moments of being single, you know, logically it isn't true, but sometimes you're left with that feeling of the ex-husband or ex-boyfriend or partner must be right. I must not be lovable. No one will ever want to be with me or I would have someone doing all of those things for me too. And again, I touched on it before at the beginning of the podcast, but if you look on with these other couples, like I said on social media, you look on with envy, even though you have no idea what's behind the curtain of social media. And don't we know how true that is? Because what were our lives? What were we putting out there into the world versus what our life was actually like? So we don't really know what's behind the curtain of anybody's life, but it is easy to get on there and look and see and be so envious of what it is that someone else has. And it makes you feel lesser than. Uh, and when I was single, that was really difficult for me. But also in a relationship, that's very difficult. Trying to let go of the comparison. Uh, but I will say when I was single, it, it was a difficult day. But I tried to do things like take a trip to the store I bought myself some flowers, I would make myself a steak dinner, I I did everything to try to make it better, and did it make it better? No, but did it help ease some of the running thro- thoughts in my mind? Yes. So, I don't know that I accomplished what I thought I was going to, because sometimes it would make me a little more sad. Honestly, it would be like, well, here I am alone, making my own dinner, let me feel sorry for myself, or put on a pity party. Um, but just having something to do and having some fresh flowers, all of those thoughts would kind of get pushed back, and it wasn't nearly as bad as just sitting on the couch and calling it quits and having a terrible day. So I would just put on a movie, make myself dinner, put on some flowers. Sometimes the kids were there, sometimes they weren't. So, um, and I, you know, I had a few years there where it was just me on Valentine's Day. So, I will say that those things helped, especially the longer I did them. I started becoming a little more empowered that it was fine and I was okay. Uh, and sometimes honestly all you can do is just that it may not fix it it may not make it better, but you've put in a few steps and that's all you can do that day and that's okay. Um, oh, let's see what else can you what else can you do uh, I've bought myself a ring a couple of them actually, but it wasn't necessarily for Valentine's day, but I did gift them to myself almost as this empowering move. Like I I don't have to wear a wedding band. I can buy myself my own ring, whatever it is that that looks like and, and know that I'm okay. And I'm going to be fine. I wanted to prove to myself that I need to love me before I worry about other people loving me. And it was a gift to remind myself who I am. It was extremely empowering for me, honestly, too. And it doesn't have to be anything big or extravagant. I had something in mind that I really, really wanted. And when I saw it, I told myself, like, I'm going to save up money and I'm going to get that. I'm going to buy that for myself. And I did. And I love it. I wear it all the time. Uh, and then it made me want to buy one for my uh, another one the next year. So that became a little bit of a tradition for me. Like I said, it wasn't necessarily for Valentine's Day, but I do think that's an excellent idea for Valentine's Day. To do that for yourself. If you're in a relationship and you're trying to navigate all of these triggers without taking it out on them, just realize dealing with trauma is never this A to B line. There are these jumps and these curves, and if you're with somebody who truly loves you, then they'll have the patience to talk through honest conversations about how you're feeling. It gets easier. The longer you're out of it, the more memories you make without that abuser, the memories start to fade slowly into the background. They're there and it doesn't take away what happened to you. And I feel like sometimes that's a struggle that people have. I had that at the beginning and I I talked that through with my therapist about if I let these go and I let these fade, does it make it any less real what happened to me? And it doesn't. So... Just know it doesn't take away what happened to you and you're strong and you're courageous um, but they can you can let those fade and you can make new memories with other people. I think you should surround yourself with a support system you know on any holiday on Valentine's Day but just in general I think you should surround yourself with a support system whether that's family, friends, a therapist, uh, you know, whoever that is in your life and whatever that looks like, I think that you can gain a lot from those people. You can gain the ability to be able to trust. Again, you have to sort of build that back slowly with other people and they can give you that. So I just want you guys to know that it's okay to feel your feelings, however it is that you're feeling about these type of holidays that are meant for love where I get it I know uh, Valentine's Day was just another day of fear it was just another day of is this going to be okay is this not going to be okay um turned into some of loneliness or you're in a relationship where you're really struggling to try to get through that day without having these triggers and without feeling like you know if they're giving you something okay I need to make sure I'm going above and beyond and giving them more so that they don't get mad at me and like I said you can be in an extremely healthy relationship, something that they've never even shown you one sign that they would get angry or mad at you about something, but those are ingrained in your mind and you have to sort through those things. And it's okay. Just know that it's okay to feel however you feel and it gets better and you'll make it through. Um, just power through. Like I said, surround yourself with a support system and and do as much for yourself as you can to show yourself that love uh, because I think that that helps more than anything. I think one of the issues that I hear from other women is trying to learn how to love yourself again. So maybe switching this holiday into one of not where somebody else, it's not an outside love coming into you Maybe it's this internal love where you're trying to pour it back into yourself for yourself. Because don't I know that we're so good at giving it to everybody else and have none left over for us? You know, I can look in the mirror and find five million things wrong with me uh, and make up things that don't even exist that are wrong with me, and how that abuser or whatever it is that is in my mind about why I'm not lovable is true and it's valid when the reality is that it's not and so I think that if you turn this holiday into something where you can empower yourself and you can feel self-love and you can work on that growth and be uh, just own yourself own it own everything that you are and know that you're enough and know that you're okay. Uh, I think if you turn it into that on top of all of the support system that you gain, whether that's going out with friends uh, on this holiday, whether it's going out with another partner, whether it's spending it by yourself or with your kids, um, you have this. You're in control. You can control your thoughts and your feelings and you're going to make it out on the other side. So I hope everybody has a good week. I'm really sorry that this episode was late. I know it was. Um, but I, I apologize. And I'm going to work really, really hard this week at trying to get another episode out next Tuesday. Like I said, uh, just some personal things happening in my life with my mom and being sick. But I hope everyone has an amazing week. I will talk to you guys next week with another episode. And I do know that we have some co-hosts coming up. Um to tell their story. So I'm really excited about that. But until then, don't forget to be a salty beach.